Double, double, toil trouble. That's what I was thinking of when you did the witchy voice. I was like, ooh. <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't even think we have a scheduled order for when these are coming out. But either way, whenever you're listening to it, we are talking about one of my favorite Halloween type things, the witch. And I love it because it's... It's one of the few things like witches and vampires that are scary, sexy, or both. Mm-hmm. And you, you can't beat that, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're also joined by Aaron Sterling, who wrote The X-Hex, one of our favorite witchy-type rom-coms, and at least for me, rom-coms in general, and I think Julia and Rachel would agree, mm-hmm. um, here to recommend books, of course, but also try and figure out why witches are such an enduring trope. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm always down to talk about witches. Come on. <laughs> like... It does seem like there, I mean, definitely there are a lot of witchy books coming out this year, but it definitely seems like something that never goes out of style. So right. yeah. I mean, do you have any thoughts about like why it's such a popular thing in um, books of all genres really? Yeah. I mean, I think part of it is like what Kelly was saying that like it, it can be scary or sexy or both, which is always, you know, lends itself um, to a lot of different types of stories. Um, I was really interested when I was writing this book, I even like threw in a line about how where Gwen, one of the characters who runs like a little witchy store in their small town, even says like, we're doing really well. Everybody's a witch these days. Cause I had really noticed like, <clears throat> witchy stuff like really exploding like especially in the past like four or five years um like my little local bookstore which used to have like three maybe four tarot decks suddenly like there was an entire like shelf of like 50 tarot decks you know and so I I think that like people are always just kind of interested in that in general and then I think in stories um I don't know there's something like witches also allow you sort of tell stories both about power and about family um i think it's one of the the sort of spooky tropes that really leans on family stuff a lot of which stories are about family lore and history and powers being passed down and the bonds between people um while obviously not all witches are women um i definitely think it still is a trope that lets you tell stories about women a lot and and again the fear of women and the power of women and that kind of stuff so yeah i just think it's like a really rich Mm-hmm. trope to be mined for a lot of different stories. Yeah. yeah. I definitely think I agree. And I think that, you know, I think about like um in Shakespeare, you know, the witches um are um a character those are characters that I feel like we're all kind of like drawn to, even though they're supposed to be like, you know, the bad witches right. or whatever, you know, but <laughs> right. um but they were, I mean, you know, when you know you think about like 
you know, Shakespeare's female characters, a lot of them are very tragic. Um, and, but I think that, you know, I love seeing stories now where like the witches are the heroes or I, because I do think as women, like we are drawn to them because like you said, for like the element of like power and like lore and like, there's a connection to nature that I really love. And there's just right. something about it where I'm like, I want to be a witch, you know, I, I <laughs> and we were always like witches for Halloween. Like everyone wanted to be a witch for Halloween. Um, there's something right. about it where like, it's what you want to be, even though like in, you know, the, you know, kind of male dominated storytelling, it was like, oh, they're bad, but they're bad because they had some power and they, they would have, you know, obviously like the witch hunts, the witch trials, like they were right. going after yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's a huge part of it, of the appeal there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I would love to know, um, what each of you would recommend for like a witchy book that our readers should check out. So, um, Erin, we'll start with you. What's a, what's a book you, you would like to recommend? I think if you're going to talk about witches, like you've got to go like with the ultimate classic for me, which is Anne Rice's The Witching Hour, um, about the Mayfair witches. You can just read that one. You don't have to read the rest of the books in the series because I didn't enjoy those nearly as much as I love The Witching Hour, but I absolutely love The Witching Hour. Um, It's, it's very much of its time. Like I always give like the caveat of like, it's an Anne Rice book written in the eighties. So, you know, like, But no, I, I love that book. Yeah. I'm going to go with that one. I've never, I've definitely read interview with a vampire, but I never read the side. It will definitely check that out. Oh, it's so good. It's really absorbing and oh, it's excellent. Um, Kelly, what about you? What's your recommendation? Okay. So I'm glad you're all sitting down because I am doing probably the least Kelly recommendation ever. Um, I'm doing sanctuary by VV James, which is not scary at all for anyone. Um, it's a really good book. It's basically a world where witchcraft is real and you have to register. Um, and everybody's very into the witches in their town because they make things happen and they can sell potions or whatever. But then, um, there is a party and someone ends up dying in an accident and then people start to think, well, maybe it wasn't an accident. Maybe it was the witches. So mm-hmm. it becomes this whole big thing. And it's, it's really good. It's, um, I think, compared to both Practical Magic and Big Little Lies. Mm. And I was like, yes, I want that. But yeah, the, the thing I love the most about it is the idea that like, everyone likes these people that you think are helping you out and helping out the town until something turns, you know, something goes wrong. And then it's like, I'm sorry, we got to kill him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Always the way, man. (laughs) Um, I've had that book on my shelf for so long. I really should. This would be the month to read it. I mean, any month really, but it it is certainly (laughs) most seasonally appropriate now. (laughs) Uh, Rachel, what's your recommendation? So I think I'm going to recommend um, Garden Spells, uh, which is the first in a series. So the author is, sorry, it just slipped my mind again. Uh, Sarah, uh, Addison Sarah Addison Allen. Yep. And the the series is called The Waverly Family. And so Garden Spells, it's about um, this family, the Waverlys. They live um, 
in North Carolina and they have this magical garden and all these plants uh, that are regular plants, but when they use them in cooking or in, you know, making maybe little tinctures and whatnot, they can have um, certain effects. So, you know, it might be a, um, you want to, uh, you know, you, you don't want your neighbor to like be romantically interested in you. So you feed them something with Snapdragon in it and it kind of <laughs> sends their, <laughs> sends their attentions elsewhere. And they also have this like special apple tree that has some, like a lot of mystique and, and mysterious, you know, special powers about it. And it's just about this family. It's definitely very, um, very fall vibes, very Gilmore Girl-esque, and there's a romance in it, and um, lots of stuff about the family dynamics, and it's just one of those books that um, really enchant you, and, you know, as you're reading it, you're just like, oh, I want to root for all these characters, and I want them to, you know, be happy, and and have a happy ending, and um, I haven't continued with the series yet, but I probably will at some point, because I really enjoyed the first one. What's the title of the first one again? The first one is called Garden Spells. Oh, that sounds really good. Yeah. I found it randomly at the library one time. Sometimes if I'm just like looking at the shelves without knowing what I'm looking for, I find the best stuff. And this one was just sitting there. I think I already have it on my want to read list. So. Um, Well, I am going to recommend The Witch's Daughter by Paula Braxton. And this is also a series. I'm not sure how many are in the series, um, but I definitely know there's a sequel. Um, But basically um, it is about a woman who um, she's alive in the 17th century, early 17th century, where they're having like the witch hunts and witch trials and everything. And the, the witch hunter in her town finally catches himself a real witch and it's her mother. Um, And so her and her mother like are, you know, you know, able to do, um, a lot, they're healers basically in the town. So they work with herbs and, and make, um, potions and things to help people. Um, but she gets caught and then is, um, executed. And then she, so the daughter, Elizabeth, she kind of like makes a deal with this sorcerer in town. His name's Gideon. Um, and he's a bad bad character and but she like kind of takes up with him but then he um grants her immortality so it has the immortality element which i love and then she gets away from him and then we see her throughout the centuries like how she's like living in different eras like at one point she gets hired as like a, a physician to this rich family um and then eventually and like in present day she's just kind of living by herself in this cabin, trying to like stay away from Gideon because he keeps popping up in her life and she just wants to stay away from him. But she's just like, okay, at this point, I'm just going to like have my little cabin, make my herbs, sell them at the market and have like, you know, live my best life um, and not like talk to anyone because that's how I get in trouble. And he keeps popping up. But then this girl named Tegan, she's this teenager and she starts hanging around and wants to learn how to make the potions and the herbs and, and, and she starts getting interested in it. And Elizabeth's like, Oh, and she has the talent, like she could do it, but I don't like, she tries to like keep her away, but eventually like they 
um, she starts hanging around more and they, they start bonding, um, and you know, things go from there, but, um, I just loved it. I loved the, that it was like a his, historical fiction and also had the fantasy element. Um, and of course I love books where, uh, the character lives forever. That's one of my favorite things. Um, so yeah, that's the, the witch's daughter by Paula Braxton. Um, and this reminds me, I need to get the sequel. I haven't read it yet. So I love that book so much. I yeah. like that it goes back and forth in time too, like from present yeah. to one of her past lives. Yeah. Oh, Not lives, right. but like past. Yeah. Rose of her life. <laughs> yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Um, cool. Well, thank you for those recommendations. Those were all good. I want to read all of those books. Um, and thus concludes our 13 days of Halloween mini sewed about witchy books. So check them out. <laughs> and thank you, Erin, for joining us. Thanks so much for having me.